Good morning and welcome at that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour, a gorgeous, happy hump day to all of you. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Uh, my lovely wife is in. She's going to be here today, tomorrow, and very briefly on Friday as uh, Arlene is recuperating. She's uh, hopes to be back right after Thanksgiving. Uh, and then, of course, Wendy, you know, Wendy works when she wants, which isn't very often. Uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the very best there is in the physical delivery of wealth insurance, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, of course, talking about gold and silver. The website at allamericangold.com. We do it. We update that thing five days a week. Hundreds of articles and videos uh, to keep you informed. You can order online. Like, you know, we're trying to get down with the millennials. You know, if you don't like talking to people and, and you know, you just want to order online, we got that option today. You can go out to All American Gold. You can do it there. You can. Uh, maybe you want to get in on our medals program. That information's out there as well. Our YouTube page, our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Uh, man, I can't believe it. I never thought I'd say the day uh, that we'd be talking about those things. And, and some of you now are starting to use that Facebook page. And we probably need to do a better job of putting some stuff up there. Maybe I'll talk my wife into posting some pictures and things of that nature as well. But if you want to... You know, ask us a question. That's the best way to do it anymore. Just uh, do it through Facebook, and I'll get to it on the show, and uh, that's how it all works. Uh, all day so far this morning, people have been calling about yesterday's special. I'm going to recap what we have left. Uh, we we sold, man, I can't believe how much we sold of it already. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we, we, we bought an estate in, here in town. And yesterday, all all of it is now here. Uh, it was half dollars in quarters. We are the absolute cheapest price in the country on both of them. The quarters are at $125 a roll, uh, which puts us somewhere like around 44 cents over spot. Uh, you get 40 quarters in a roll. They're $125 a roll. I've only got 50 rolls left. That's it, of the of the quarters. And then I, I don't have any more at that price. The half dollars, where we, we are $10 less than the cheapest place I could find in the country. Forget about the regular prices most people do or, or those you know the, the prices from the, heaven forbid, you buy them on TV or something like that were probably $50, $60, $70 a roll cheaper. They're $130 a roll, but when I got them here, I could not believe what I saw. Every single one of them was the walking Liberty half dollars. So there's three types of silver half dollars, okay? You've got the Kennedy, right, which is the 1964 Kennedy half dollar then then you have the Franklins, and the Franklins went from like 47 to 53. But from 19, and I'll look at the exact, I think it was 1915 to, to 1947, 
we made the walking liberty half dollar. That's what it was called, the walking liberty half dollar. Uh, And I have... I have seen, I think the most walking liberties I've ever seen, I think once in the 15 years I've been here, I saw a bag, a half a bag of them, of about 500. Uh, I asked Wendy, because Wendy's been here even longer than I have. She's like, I've never seen this many. And, and here's the thing about these, about the half dollars that we have. For, a, for walking liberties, these things are in really good shape. I mean, probably 95% of them, you can read the dates. And all, which is unheard of. Very few are really worn out. I mean, they're in really great shape. Uh, if you if you factor in the Walking Liberties part of this, we're way below anybody in the country. Now we had 300 rolls yesterday. Don't have I down to a hundred rolls. So I have a hundred rolls of Walking Liberty half. I don't have any more of them. I can't replace them. I can't even buy Walking Liberty half dollars from our bullion bank because it's just, you know, unless you got lucky, right? Every once in a blue moon, maybe once every three years or so, he'll say he's got a bag of Walking uh, Liberty half dollars. Uh, So we've got 100 rolls. So if you ordered yesterday, you're going to get Walking Liberty half dollars. Uh, so we've got a hundred of those left at a hundred and thirty dollars. I'm not even changing the price. I should have. If I would have known they were walking liberties, I probably would have started them out at a hundred and forty or a hundred and fifty a roll. Uh, but but nonetheless, I've got a hundred of them remaining. So we've got fifty rolls of quarters at one twenty-five, a hundred rolls of walking liberties at one thirty. Uh, our toll-free number eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. Make sure you really don't let it pass you by. We've been really the last couple of weeks just great stuff. I mean, the the peace dollars were fantastic that we did. Now to come back with with uh, the quarters and the half dollars. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, yesterday and we had it up on our website as well. Silver mine production falling by forty to fifty million ounces. Uh, this year, they're projecting another 50-plus million-hour decline, a million-ounce decline next year. Uh, on top of all the macro and micro economic stuff, uh, it's a great, great time to get into the market. We have a huge amount of reports to go over today. We'll do that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. This must be broken. We we got ninety nine. We've only sold one roll of the Walking Liberties. It trust me, you'll regret it if you let it pass you by. If you if you've never bought half dollars before, ninety nine percent of the time. And if you and you know if you're a half dollar buyer, and a lot of you love them and buy them all the time, you know you don't get walkers. And if you bought a bag, maybe there's. You know, there's 2000 in a full bag of junk, 2000 half dollars. If you're lucky, maybe you get out of the 2000 20, 30, maybe 40 walking half dollars. And like I said, most of them are, are pretty crummy. Uh, not this way. Not these. 
This is not what we're talking. These are really the, the nicest walking liberties I've seen. Uh, and to have them in full roles and to have that many of them, uh, it's it's a re- it's a treat. It really is. I mean, Wendy and I were just laughing because uh, you know we've been doing this a long time, and you just don't see that quantity ever in the walking liberty. So make sure, uh, and especially at one hundred and thirty dollars, it's like it's almost theft, really. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. A bunch of economic reports were out today, and they were all over the place. You know, kind of, kind of par for the course. Uh, the first one had to do CPI, the Consumer Price Index, and and everybody's trying to figure out what the next move for the Fed in this December meeting. They said, now, now remember, this is their data, right? They, they don't care about. Uh, you or I. You know, it says consumer price index, but the the number they like takes out food and energy, right? So when you think about us as a consumer, right, right, unfortunately, we can't really live without either one of those two things, but they don't count those, right? So, so already it's flawed. But 1.8% is what they claimed the consumer price index was up, and that's a year-over-year number, 1.8%, still below the 2%, you know, target, right? And, we, of course, we talked about that at ad infinitum and how ridiculous that really is. Uh, but 1.8%, they were looking for one7 uh, and so a lot of people, let's just say this, the rate hike's on the table. And, of course, if we're... Uh, if you're me, we want to see it. And I know that, that seems contrary to, you know, what what they will tell you on the idiot box. Right? Oh, that's bad for them. No, it's good for gold. Because they're raising rates not out of strength. It's really out of weakness. Uh, but that was the headline number. Gold actually hit a high, you know, a two, three-week high. It jumped. Gold was up over five bucks on that news. Then we got uh, manufacturing data out of the New York Fed, and it was down big, right? And, of course, but, again, this is a survey. So even the survey, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, but it it surprised significantly to the downside. Uh, And then we also got wholesale inventories. Uh, We've had a lot of good GDP growth because of the increase in the wholesale inventory levels, we didn't get any. And so that kind of stopped everything in its tracks. So we had a a bad New York Fed survey number, no gain in wholesale inventories. We did have uh, a a slightly better seat, I guess better. You know, I don't even know. They got me saying it now. Somehow more inflation is better. but but still below the Federal Reserve mandate. And then we had retail sales. Uh, retail sales, they said, was up two-tenths. Uh, again, saying autom- automobiles, I don't... The automakers aren't saying that. Maybe it's used. Maybe everyone's just buying used autos. I don't know. Uh, but it was up two-tenths on retail sales. And and, and they that was kind of in line. That way, have been a little better. Uh, I think they were looking for one-tenth. They said two wages. And this was kind of the killer. 
third straight monthly decline in real wages. Uh, and, and again, we've been kind of highlighting this. They had uh, Federal Reserve uh, President Charles Evans. He was out on the idiot box today. And they're saying that the Federal Reserve continues to be at a loss for why the unemployment rate is so low and why wages are not rising. Of course, talking about that Phillips curve again. Uh, uh, Fed Evans, give me a call. Call us, 800-951-0592. When you call, you probably want to get some of these walking liberty halves and, and throw some quarters in there, and then ask me why, and I'll tell you. Because right, it's not that complicated. You know, all the jobs you're creating, they're part-time. It's not that complicated. Part-time jobs don't pay very well. And the fact of the matter is, the only wages that are seeing any growth are the CEO level or when states raise the minimum wage. And so when you really, you know, look at it, and it's so funny because they, they come out and they try to act like it's so complex and they can't understand it and they... The one thing that he did say, and I think this is very, very important when you think about uh, down the road what's really going to happen, because they said to him, okay, we know that you've been expecting it. Are you worried about a sudden uh, increase in inflation? And he said, and, and I'll, you know, I'll quasi-quote him, there's not a scenario that they can come up with where they see that happening. Now, first of all, I find that hard to believe. You're, you're, you are Ph.D., the economist, and heavily studied. I mean, inflation's been around uh, ever since you went off the gold standard, and you make comments like, oh, we don't see a scenario where that can happen. That just tells you all you need to know about the Federal Reserve. right? They only see what they want to see. But I think what he really meant to say, and the reason why he says he doesn't see a scenario, is he knows. He knows why wages aren't rising. He knows about the quality of the jobs that are being created. They also understand that the for the first time in American history, Almost not quite. We're, we're, we're encroaching on a third of the workforce having to work more than one job. Right? And when you think about the, the part-time job scenario, the multiple job workers, uh, but, but it was one of those things. And, and, again, I only bring this up because of the fact that, listen, the Federal Reserve, they want to raise rates to 2%. They don't want to go any higher. There's no room for them to go any higher. What are you doing here? It's Wendy. She's not even working today. Yes, I heard that. I, I heard your little thing. What? You work Wendy, when you want. Wendy works when she wants. I'm not working today. I'm, I'm going to watch my great-niece swim at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, wow. That's, see, this is the life you live yeah. where you just, oh, I'm bored. What I know. Let me go watch my great niece go swimming. Yes, but I just I just wrote an order. You did. I answered the phone and wrote hey. an order because because 
people need to buy those. Uh, well, I mean, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were, were you, what did we do yesterday? I, when I, I started opening the bag. I had to, I actually fell down in the seat. In the you know, because cause I said, wow, I, I, and I might come, I had never seen that many. And then, and then he, you said, because you've been here longer than me. I, I, and then he kept opening the bags. And I kept going, every bag. bag was, was walking halves. And I was like, I have never, ever seen this. Yeah. And they're not bad. They're yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, for walking half dollars, right. they're actually really good. Right. I, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it either. So they, they yes. obviously, whoever bought them, yeah, had bought them a long, long time ago. Right. And kept, uh, and kept them in and, bad and just kept up. them in there. Yeah, I don't think they've ever really. I don't know if they've seen, the last time they saw sunlight, but yeah. uh, nonetheless, I'll try to during the break. I'll try to give an update as to how many rolls that are remaining. Uh, but TD Securities was out talking about. By the way, thanks for coming. And anyway, and uh, and uh, did you bring the registrations? Is that what you were doing? Sorry about that. It's live radio. You never know what we're going to talk about. TD Securities came out yesterday. Their global outlook. And by the way, TD. For those of you who don't know, this is a Canadian bank. It came out with its recommendation for next year. They said that the best buy for next year is going long silver. The bank says they've started 2018 with a price target of $20 to the ounce, which is going to be up 17% from where it currently stands. Analysts are also bullish on gold in 2018. But since silver, you know, the higher volatility of silver, they see more potential with the gray metal. And, of course, like I've been saying, and I, I, you know me, right? I'm a gold guy. But the silver price, it, it, without, I agree 100% with the uh, analysis that, at least from a percentage standpoint, uh, silver is going to be a great place to be. I'll actually be surprised if we don't break twenty dollars uh, in twenty eighteen. Uh, underperforming silver is set to shine as gold improves as well amid low real rates. I love how you know we're starting to hear this word a lot more. Real, right? Real wages down for the third straight month. Real rates continuing to be low for a long time because when you get out of the seasonality and all the adjustments, uh, it's just like Evan said today, yeah, you know what, we don't see a scenario where there's real wage inflation. They say they're expecting much firmer demand. We're starting to see that now. Uh, weak supply. Right? We've been talking, about, I know last week or two weeks ago we talked about the gold supply. Yesterday we went to the silver supply, which I was shocked. 50 million ounces. That's a lot less uh, mine production. All are going to lead the case higher. Uh, they're, they're, they're predicting for the Banksy silver price the average will be eighteen and a half dollars, uh, topping out at twenty. And they said by the fourth quarter, 
They expect the average price of silver to be well over $19 to the ounce. Uh, so a year, no, figure about a year from now. Uh, you think about buying those quarters, I think the quarters I told you, $17.48. Even those Walker halves are only at $18.18. And, uh, and, th- and calling for TD Securities, calling for uh, $20 silver in the fourth quarter. They said be- based on recent Fed trends of continually dropping its dot plot estimates. You know, that's the other thing. What we, dot plot. Really? That's what we're down to? You know, in the Federal Reserve, for those of you that don't know what it is, every member of the Federal Reserve Board, they need they put a dot on where they think the Fed funds rate is going to be, and, and they go out like two or three years. And this is what they call the dot plot. And, and somehow that's supposed to give you uh, a look into where the Fed sees the future. Now, pay no attention to the fact that this dot plot has never been right because they've always overestimated how how good the economy is really going to be. But what has been happening, here's the thing that I, I guess I worry about the most, it, and TD Security kind of hit on it. They've been lowering this dot plot. And they're always too high. So now, how low is it going to go? Who knows? Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime. Make sure you put away some of those walkers in quarters. Don't let it go by. Don't miss it. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Purdue University President Mitch Daniels took a strong stand in October against liberal suppression of free speech on campus. Daniels blasted Purdue professor Bill Mullen, the founder of Campus Anti-Fascist Network. Mullen has called for investigations into the posting of white supremacist flyers on campus and for the school to punish those responsible. President Daniels dismissed these requests, highlighting the importance of the school's free speech code. No member of the Purdue community has benefited from this policy more than you have, Daniel warned the so-called Antifa group. In recent days, he continued, I have spent considerable time replying to multiple messages from citizens who find your various pronouncements abhorrent and unacceptable and demand that you be sanctioned or expelled from the university entirely. In particular, President Daniels wrote, Your defense of the so-called Antifa organization, a group that has not only advocated but practiced violence, gave deep offense and embarrassment to many. In the past, I have had to defend your right to speech that was widely interpreted as racist. I have given the simple answer I am giving you. Well, according to a report in the Lafayette Journal and Courier, the university determined that there was zero evidence to suggest that the Purdue student community was responsible for these flyers, supposedly recruiting for white supremacist organizations. Daniels concluded his stellar response, A link to the trustee-approved Purdue University commitment to freedom of expression is below, and I encourage you to review the statement in its entirety. Briefly put, 
We may condemn, but we don't silence individuals in the university community, regardless of how offensive or preposterous their remarks or writings may be. As college after college kowtows to the big liberal agenda bully, it's refreshing to see at least one administration stand up for the First Amendment right of its students. Freedom of speech is an often uncomfortable two-way street, and it seems that Purdue University and President Mitch Daniels have no intention of changing the rules to accommodate thought police thuggery. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We we do have three lines open. Uh, we're down to seventy rolls of half dollars, forty rolls of the quarter. So if you're looking at, if you're one of those price per ounce guys, gals, right, individuals, I want to be politically correct now. Uh, I don't want to get any Harvey Weinstein's happening. Uh, this the, you can't beat the quarters. You know, at 40-something cents over spot, you, you don't get physical delivery. You know, when you, if you blow torched uh, those quarters, you'd get 7.15 ounces of silver. Uh, so you can't beat that. Uh, but but then if you're looking at, well, overall value, you know, and I, I did this yet when they were, frank, when I thought they were Franklin's and Kennedy's, I still thought the better overall value was going to be in those half dollars. And now today, knowing that they're walkers, uh, I, at least buy one roll of walkers. If you're going to buy the quarters, right, throw a roll of walkers in there. I think you're going to be really happy because uh, uh, they are they normally have a much better uh, buyback price uh, when 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 and if that time ever comes. And here's the great part, you know, when you talk about uh, buying rolls of quarters or rolls of half dollars. I mean, these are really, you know, the the loaf of bread. Uh, the the eggs, the milk, the chickens, you know, this is the barterable material. But you're not, usually when you buy barterable material, you're paying a higher premium, right? You're paying much, well above uh, what those spot prices are. Uh, but, but to be able to pick up silver like this, this close to spot, both of them. I mean, you really, you think about it, even the, the half dollars are what, a dollar sixteen, dollar seventeen over spot. Uh, it, it's really, really good to have. You need to have some uh, and and make sure at these prices you take the time. Talking about uh, TD Securities, talking about the Fed dot plot and the ongoing concerns that their models may be misspecifying inflation. In other words, they, the model doesn't work with the new new jobs market. You know, with the fact that, you know, when the when they did the model, most of the jobs created out there were full-time jobs. Now we're, we're inundated with nothing but part-time jobs. They say there's a good chance that the world will get less than the four-sided rate increases over the next 12 months. So, in other words, TD Secure says, hey, we don't even think they're going to get to two. Uh, it'll be
be lowering its terminal rate projections down. The dollar could lose more steam. By the way, the dollar kind of topped out at 95. It's uh, now back down to, to 93 and change. But uh, TD Securities says that they think the dollar is going to lose more steam in 2018. And I really think we're kind of in this this period, this 10-year period, where I think you're going to see a lot more dollar pressure. And it's going to be because of debt, because of the fact that they've got to pay for it all. Uh, you don't want to raise rates. I mean, uh, and I forget who said it, but someone made the greatest comment in the world. Listen, the debt's going to double in 10 years. Why do we want to raise rates and pay even more interest, right? Because it's, it's almost a self-defeating prophecy, right? The higher the rates go, the bigger the debt gets. And it's already going to implode as it is. With equities in record territories and pricing in both low rates and earnings perfection. So they're saying, hey, listen, the equity markets, not only are they pricing in what TD is talking about, hey, low rates, earnings perfection as well, there's going to be a growing belief that there's more downside than upside risk uh, in the debt market, historically, that means investors beef up on their gold and silver exposure. So that was uh, TD Securities. Uh, they are uh, the Canadian firm, and, and they were out with their pick of the year for 2018. Uh, silver's number one. Uh, gold's right behind it. Gold's number two. And I think I've told the story a lot because, you know, there's, there's people that love gold, there's people that love silver, and, and then there's people uh, who they say, you know, like me, like, hey, you need to have some of both. Uh, but they normally, they're family. You know, and I always tell the story, gold's the older brother, he's more reliable. If you're going to put somebody in charge, gold's in charge, and, and silver's the younger brother, he wanders, and, and uh, he's a little more emotional. Which you know is really volatility, but when you really factor over time, they go together, right? So yes, uh, there's times when silver outperforms, and there's times where gold outperforms. But when you stretch it out over you know ten and fifteen year periods, uh, one doesn't stray too far without the other. Uh, but I do like this year. Gold's done better. Gold's outperformed silver. Uh, but a, a lot of us, me included, uh, think that silver is going to, to bounce back next year and kind of go the other way. But it all evens out in the wash. Probably of all the data reports out today, you know, we had retail sales, uh, we had inflation, we had wholesale inventories. I mean, you know, we had uh, the, the New York Fed survey really had to be wages, and most specifically real wages. If you've received a pay raise in the last year, you're one of the lucky ones. More than half of U.S. workers received no salary increase at all this year. And you think about the minimum wage went up almost everywhere. So if you weren't a minimum wage worker, you, you, you're talking about a number that probably three out of every four non-minimum wage workers didn't get a raise. Two-thirds of American workers 53 and older did not get a wage hike. 
or a better paying job. Of those who did get a rake, 38% were rewarded by their current employer, which kind of is the, hey, my employer had to pay me more because the minimum wage went up. 18% found a better paying job. So, again, that's kind of the, hey, why do I leave here? Because there's not, somebody else isn't paying more for the same job. So the job hopping, you're not getting uh, rewarded for the job hopping. And this was done by Bankrate.com. We quote them a lot. They they are the ones, when it comes to real wages, they kind of set the standard in the research. Most of the workers who received their their pay raise, they said, oh, this was a good one, 24%, so not quite most. 24% that received a pay raise received a promotion. Okay, that's that's decent. Millennials twice as likely as Gen Xers, by the way, to get a raise. Uh, They were six times more likely than a baby boomer, by the way, to get a promotion. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Just... Handfuls of both, handfuls of quarters, rolls of quarters at 125, uh, rolls of half dollars at 130 at 800 Now, here's a, you know, it, it's amazing how much data the Federal Reserve really collects. I, I remember when I was reading uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth's book, Fed Up, you know, she was a, an insider at the Fed at the Dallas Federal Reserve specifically, talking about the what she called the MIT Mafia. Right? And these are uh, uh, programmers that capture all of this data. And one of the things that's really interesting in the data that they collect is they actually know what real wages are doing and why they, they use the word real is because a lot of the Federal Reserve data, when they talk about how much the average person makes, they also include benefits. So whether your your paycheck could actually go down, but the Federal Reserve could say, well, you really went up because let's just say you didn't get a pay raise, but the employers charged you an extra $25 a month for health insurance. So your actual paycheck went down. But the employer said, we're spending an additional $75 on that insurance. We only charged him for $25 of it. So in theory, according to the Fed, hey, you got $50 more. See what I'm saying? Even though your actual paycheck went down. Well, they actually have the data for actual paycheck. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, all as you can spend is what's actually in your paycheck. During the last 12 months, year over year, okay, growth in real earnings is only four-tenths of a percent. Now, like I said, for the last three months, it's gone down. Out of the In the last 12 months, by the way, just so you know, there's been six months where it's gone up, 
six months where it's gone down. But when you average it out, you are earning four-tenths of a percent more a year later. Now keep in mind that the Fed's uh, BSCPI number came in at 1.8. So if, if the inflation was one point, and that excluded food and energy, by the way, you're actually from 1.8 and you only got a four-tenth raise, you are 1.4% poorer this year than you were last year. So what does that equate to? And this is what I was amazed with because uh, I didn't really know what the, what that meant. The average weekly earning, this four-tenths of a percent, equates to $1.40. So you're making, the average person is making $1.40 more a week than it did a year earlier. By the way, real take-home pay, it's only $370.03. And, and, you know, that's way below what the Federal Reserve says. By the way, that equates to $19,241 if you did that 52 weeks a year. So way below. And, you know, they say that uh, average pay in the United States is about thirty grand. Well, the other ten grand of that is is well, eleven grand really is what I guess benefits and things of that nature. But real wages year over year up one dollar and forty cents. So again, I, and I don't know for how many years now, but this is how the standard of living declines, right? And it's gradual, right? All all of a sudden, you know, think about it. Five years ago. I feel like I'm twenty dollars a month short. Short. Four years ago, another or twenty, and another twenty. Next thing you know, hey, five years later, hey, I'm I'm a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks poorer, yet I'm making the same amount of money. And and the fact of the matter is, they know this, and yet they're always out and telling us how great everything is and the jobs market and all of those other things. But this is. This is the best kind of data because it comes from all of their own reports. It comes from their own MIT mafia. Uh, so when you look at all the reports that were out today, right, retail sales, the New York Manufacturing Survey report, the CPI, right, with the Consumer Price Index, which, you know, take away food and energy. So is it really a consumer price index if you're taking away food and energy? Of course it isn't. All of those things, the retail inventories, none of that stuff matters if we're not making any more money. None of that stuff matters if we're not making any more money. And, and honestly, the Federal Reserve actually says, hey, real wages increased $1.40 year over year. Uh, shifting gears, they did say so today in retail sales. They said car sales were good. Now, a uh, big fall off from last. Remember last month we had the, the what we'll call the hurricane spike. Uh, but another report out had to do with the auto loans and default rates for auto loans. Of all auto loans outstanding, right? We're now up to 
2.5% are now 90 days or more delinquent. That's $282 billion of the $1.3 trillion auto market, and it's growing. Subprime auto lending is now, well, I don't want to overquote it. I'll talk about it when we get back. We'll finish with subprime autos because that's been the big driver of retail sales the last two months. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. I just want to finish on this autos thing. And it, it's it's almost, it's incredible how bad it really is. So you think, you know, 2.4, 2.5% of all, and you're like, hey, okay, it's only $282 billion. It's not too bad. But then you kind of look underneath. And you kind of look at the data underneath that. When you look at subprime auto loans generated by auto finance companies, right, Ford Voter Credit, the old GMAC, I don't know what it is, Ally or whatever they call themselves, Q3 of 2017, number of auto loans, subprime loans for auto finance companies hit 9.7%. That's the highest delinquency rate since the first quarter of 2010. And the record, by the way, was Q3 of 2008 at 10.9%. So we're, what, a little over a percent away? And remember, when you think about what did in General Motors and what did in Chrysler, right, it was their finance arms, and you think about all of these inflated auto sales, they've been giving credit to all of these people uh, that really can't afford the vehicles that they're in, and now we find that when you take away the the subprime piece, now almost one in ten loans, subprime loans, is now ninety days or more delinquent. Uh, by the way, those with a credit score just above subprime, which is so you on a the, what your credit score six twenty to six fifty nine, is also rising. And they, uh, the delinquency rates for those has now also reached the highest since the third quarter of 2010, which is sitting now at, by the way, that number at 3.2%. So we're starting, and again, we've been talking about this. It's gradual. But it's eating away and eating away and eating away. And then you think about, when you start really putting all the pieces together, the Federal Reserve knows. Hey, they can't make the payments because they're not making any more money. And we're lying about what inflation is, so the realities are they're not going to make it. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, quick look at the markets before we head out. The Dow is down 80 points. Uh, the S&P is down 8. The NASDAQ is down 20. Uh, gold's down 4 bucks, $1,278. Silver is down $0.06, cents, $17.01. Uh, the last of the silver quarters, well, according to my wife, there's still some left. We have about 20, 20 rolls of silver quarters at 125. And then the rolls of Walking Liberty half dollars. 
I'll probably never see this many again in my lifetime. Uh, but uh, we had 300 rolls yesterday. Uh, we're down to about the last 50 rolls here. At a, Those are at 130. Uh, rolls of silver, walking, liberty, half dollars. Remember, these are the old ones. Right, 1915. I mean, think about what these coins have seen. Uh, all the way up through 47. So, you know, they've been through the wars, the plague, the Great Depression, all the histories there. Uh, those are at $130 a roll. 800-951-0592. Pinter Radio News Hour. Listen, it's a great day outside. Get out there and enjoy it. We'll be back tomorrow.